Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Second Kings. I started the new series on Sunday morning, but might, might preach it at other times also. Um, called the Victorious Church, and uh, if you were not here on Sunday, it'd be worth listening to and um, receiving impartation from the message on Sunday, especially the second service, which I had them put on YouTube. That should be there by now or shortly. And uh, Wednesday nights, uh, pardon me, Sunday nights, I'm doing a series on James. I think I've got two more messages in that series. And then Wednesday nights, I do whatever I want. Not that the other ones aren't doing what I want. That's what I want to do. But I mean, the Wednesday night is, is Holy Ghost night where we just allow the Holy Spirit to flow and move in a way that's maybe a little bit different than our other services. The Holy Spirit moves in every single service we have. Absolutely. People healed. People delivered. We love the Word, preach the Word. I'm not going to preach and teach you from the Encyclopedia Britannica tonight. Come on, somebody say, praise God for that. No, it's not going to be the Reader's Digest tonight. I'm going to preach the Word to you. And the Word comes. Uh, it's a text that's very familiar to me, perhaps familiar to you. The Word comes from uh, really a, the voice of the Lord. I, I, I woke up and I heard the Lord say today, after my glorious nap, which I felt like I got hit by an angel with a billy club once again, I woke up and I just heard the Lord say, by this time tomorrow. And I know what that means. I know what that text comes from. We're going to look at it. Everybody say, by this time tomorrow. So by this time tomorrow, we're going to read the text. We're going to look at it, going to flow, going to pray, going to prophesy perhaps. By this time tomorrow, whatever you're going, what's ever going on in your life, whatever difficulty you're facing, whatever problem you have, by this time tomorrow, it could be all different. It could be all changed. And I don't think we always think like that. We just, you know... Sometimes it's just a drudgery where we put our head down and plow and plow and plow and then hope for breakthrough and then breakthrough comes. And God knows you do need to put your head down and set it like a flint, if I could say it that way, and plow. You just keep going and keep, keep doing the right thing. Always do the right thing. If somebody doesn't like it, They can stick it, I guess. I'm not sure what that means, but I mean, it's not a popularity contest. We're here to do the will of God. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. All right. By this time tomorrow, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. Now, the context of this is King Joram, who's the son of King Ahab, He's the king. Israel has been attacked. This is a background. This is a context. Israel has been attacked by the Syrian army with the capital city of Samaria being under siege. And what they would do, I'm giving you context before we read the, the passage. What they would do is they would shut them in there and starve them to death. And uh, I'd have to look and, and study to tell you how long they've been under siege, but they're, they're, they're starving to death. And uh, that's a horrible thing. 
And there's basically no hope, and they don't know what to do, and they're blaming God. I mean, whenever people hit difficulties, and I've, I've been guilty of it myself, but I'm, I think I've learned, or I'm, I'm still learning, but I, you, you don't point the finger. Trust God, pray, bind, lose. We're in a, we're in a great war for souls. And there is a war going on for your purpose and destiny for your family. Don't ever forget it. All right. Are you ready? Here we go. Then Elijah said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a say of fine flour will be sold for a shekel and two sayas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, it sh you shall see it with your eyes, but you'll not eat of it. Verse 3. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said one to another, why are we sitting here? until we die. Let's pray. Father, move in power in Jesus' name, amen. You, you got to get to a place. If you're gonna see a by this time tomorrow miracle, if you're gonna see that, what does that mean? That means by this time tomorrow, Jesus, Jesus rose from the grave. He was in the belly three day, belly of the earth three days. On the third day, he got up. I was, I was standing in the tomb of our risen Savior two, two and a half weeks ago or whatever it was, stood there. He's not there anymore. He rose. But it's pretty dark on the second day. You have to, in your heart, if you're going to see a by this time tomorrow miracle breakthrough, you have to purpose in your heart to say what they said. Well, she, if we sit here, we're going to die. Uh, so why sit here until we die? Let's just, let's just do something. And what they did is they began to go towards the Syrians and they thought, well, at least, you know, we're gonna starve to death if we sit here, so we might as well just go and maybe die by the sword. Well, when they went, you can go read the text further down. God somehow caused the sound of an army through four leprous people. How does God do that? He's God. You look at the, the prodigal son. The prodigal son gets to a place where he comes to his senses and he says, my masters, my father's servants have, more, have better food than this. I'm eating with the swine. I'm gonna get up. He makes a plan in his head. He's like, why sit here and eat from the slop? I'm going home. And he makes a plan and he goes. And while he's a great ways off, the father saw him and ran towards him, a pitcher of how the Father wants to run towards you and give you a by this time tomorrow miracle. You must shake yourself free from apathy and hopelessness and despair. And you gotta get full of the Spirit of God and hope and strength. You gotta get a word from the Lord. Those lepers, I don't think they knew they had a word from the Lord, but they did. Somehow the Spirit of God touched them where they decided, that's it. We might as well die in battle instead of just sit here with our parts falling off. One of the key things that's so precious to us here at King's is, is that the word of the Lord is precious here. It's very precious to us. 
We live by the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord can come in many different ways, but I'm gonna tell you, if you're in the midst of a, of a, a problem, a challenge, a, a, a siege, a famine, a spiritual famine, a spiritual famine, or a, a, a real famine, a financial famine, an emotional famine, you're in the midst of a great difficulty, if you'll purpose your heart to get a word from the Lord, he will give you a breakthrough. He will lead you to the place that's higher than I. He will bring you to a place of breakthrough. God's plan is not to let you die and watch you bleed out right there. Yeah, come on, somebody say thank you, Jesus. God's plan is to bring you to a place of breakthrough. And you know, sometimes, sometimes it's hard to find the ram in the thicket. But if you'll go like Abraham with the fire, the knife, and the sacrifice, you go up the mountain, God will always bring a ram in the thicket. Most people aren't willing to go up the mountain. Well, that's a lot of hard work, Pastor. Yeah, putting your flesh down, doing the right thing, waking up and just doing the right thing, staying in the Word, staying in prayer, keeping your heart right, keeping yourself from offense. I've had more opportunities to get offended in the past couple weeks. Anybody else? It's like the, uh, it's an internship, you know, it's a Saul's school of ministry where you have people trying to maybe pin you with a javelin. You're, you're going through, quit belly aching, quit whining, turn your heart towards God, let him refresh you. There's always going to be people that don't like you. This, I don't want to ever be like this officer here in verse 2, an officer on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God, said, oh, really? Oh, really? Really? Like if the Lord could even, if he could even, if he could even open up windows of it, oh, sure, you false prophet. And the prophet said, oh, you'll see it, but you're going to die, Holmes. So many people are filled with unbelief. So, well, it didn't work for my aunt. Well, you're not your aunt. It didn't work for my brother. What do you know what's going on with your brother? I mean, you pray your brother. Listen, you're you. You get your own baptism. Do you know? Do you know that you, you look at these revivalists, Maria Woodsworth Etter, different ones throughout history. They believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? The evidence of speaking in tongues. But they would say things like this. Even though they believed in that and prayed in tongues, they would say things like this. You've got to get your own baptism. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my jacket off now. What do you mean you've got to get your own baptism? What did they mean by that? Because they're not talking about the baptism of the Spirit. They taught on that, but they're not talking, oh, you need to pray in tongues. That's not what they're saying. There's another level of fire. There's another level of baptism. There's another level of anointing that God wants to bring you to. But if you're not willing, if you're just going to sit there and die, then have your parts fall off. Or are you going to go to another level in God? I'm, I'm, I'll tell you the challenges and the trials. They're really not. I'm not. I'm resisted to the point of shedding blood. Nobody's trying to burn me at the stake. I'm pretty sure nobody's trying to burn you. You all look pretty good. Sm smell pretty good, most of you, tonight. You mean like, I'm suffering. Okay, really? Now, there is suffering and there is death. I understand that. I'm not mocking that. But I'm saying that there's no temptation that has seized you except that which is common to man. 
get a hold of a fresh, a fresh touch of God. Press in to, to heaven with the faith that you have until you're possessed with the faith of heaven. Press in and get a fresh baptism because otherwise you might die and your parts fall off. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we pray for Jason tonight. We pray God you'd heal him completely in Jesus' name. We pray for peace. I thank you that Minister Becky has peace. We pray her son healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name, coming out with a fresh lease on life, a fresh hope and fresh vision for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. You think about the woman with the issue of blood. Twelve years she had an issue of blood for twelve years and she suffered at the hand of many physicians. In other words, she tried everything she could to get healed and nothing worked. I don't know if you've been in that situation where you've tried everything you could to see that loved one's heart turns back towards God or to see your circumstances shift or to receive healing in your physical body or the breakthrough in your finances. There, there's one who's of greater authority than all the physicians combined in the earth, and he is the great physician. He made the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. It, it's pretty easy for him to solve any problem you have. I think many times, I, I forget, maybe you do, I, I forget that the process, he's trying to do something in me that that process will bring about. He said, what if it's the devil? I take authority over him and at the same time move forward and grow in the things of God. Come on, you're supposed to get sweeter. Some of you get squeezed, you got lemon juice coming out. Why sit here till we die? You've heard it before, I've said it to you, but to do the same thing and expect a different result is one of the definitions of insanity. Well, these lepers, I believe, got the word of the Lord goes forth. And it's not a coincidence that they would then begin to think differently. When, when the word goes forth in your life, you'll begin to think differently. They said, well, we're not gonna sit here. Let's not sit here anymore. Listen, why, 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 why stay in the muck and the mire and the slop and the... Why sit amongst a pile of turds when you could get up and go have victory? Amen. Can I say turd in this place? Is that all right? I was going to use some... I don't curse. I just use biblical language from the King James when I'm excited. You know the story with the woman of issue of blood back to her. She's, she said in her heart, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. And she pressed through the crowd and under, under penalty of death, really, she, because she was considered unclean, she wouldn't be allowed to do that. Everybody knew that. But she, she hid herself and she reached through and she, she touched the hem of his garment. We walked those streets just two and a half, two weeks ago. We were there in Jerusalem. You can't help but think about all of these things. It's just amazing. I don't know where you're at in your life or in your business or your circumstances or in your marriage or with your children, but why sit here till we die? There's a word that God will give you, and if you'll obey it, you'll see breakthrough. We've seen that this week, and uh, the details of that I, I have to keep to myself. 
But we saw a tremendous breakthrough this week. How did that happen? Simple. We got to the place where it's like, well, what are we going to do? Listen, when I don't know what to do, I pray through, and then, then if I still don't have the answer, I go to sleep. <laughs> you can laugh if you want to, but when I go to sleep, he gives me dreams and I get answers. And I get up and I do the dreams, and now, honestly, this whole, the whole church has moved forward. That's one of the keys of it. It's not saying it's the sole answer of how we've gotten through things and moved forward to reach thousands of people. But it's faith. You've got to have a word from the Lord. And the Apostle Paul said it the same way. He was dependent on a word from the Lord. You've got to hear from God. What does God say? Now, there's, you can read his word and clearly understand what he wants you to do in your, in your, in your life, basically, from, from the scriptures. You understand how to live holy and pure. But there's times where you just don't, do I go right, do I go left? You're not going to find that. So you have to be led by the Spirit. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. God ordered the footsteps of four people who had parts fallen off and caused their, the sound of their feet to be a, an army. And there's always those who just don't believe. I, I said it on Sunday, I'm gonna say it again. It is a, absolutely unbiblical to lose You have battles where it seems like you maybe have been suffered some loss, but that's not the whole war. You'll go through things where there's maybe a pushback and maybe some relationships are broke off or you have a, a, a Demas. The Apostle Paul in Acts 20, Demas, he, he loved the world, so he abandoned Paul. And I've seen that. Don't be a Demas. I'm gonna tell you there's nothing out there that'll satisfy you. There's nothing out in the world, there's no amount of money, no amount of fame, no amount of fortune, nothing that will satisfy you. Only Jesus will satisfy you. Only Jesus will. And if you make your life about, like Demas, about the world and, and making money and getting wealthy, there's nothing wrong with being wealthy unless it's an idol and there's everything wrong with it. If you make your life about that, you will pierce yourself through with many piercings. Make your life like the Apostle Paul, I consider my life worth nothing. These four lepers did the same thing. Well, shoot. We're going to die if we stay here. We're going to die if we go see them probably, but let's just do something different. Some of you need to do something different. So that's why I came to church on Wednesday night, Pastor. Well, I'm glad you came. You get encouraged. You do something different. Listen, turn off your secular music. Try that. Try that, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that in a religious way. I'm just saying renew your mind. If you're constantly listening, boom, chip, boom. you're driving down the road, exciting your flesh, and then images start to come and all kinds of stuff. I mean, do, 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 honestly, do, do you think that's where the victory is? You guys are tough. Start, submerse yourself in the things of God. Let the word of the Lord be precious to you. It's one of the reasons we see so much victory here. Are you bragging? Absolutely right. 
I will brag on God as long as I live. The Apostle Paul said, I'll not brag on my education. I'll bra- I know a man who's given dreams and visions. I'll, I'll brag on such a man like that. In other words, I'm going to brag on God's glory, God's power, God's word. When he speaks, he can split the eastern sky. He can part the water. He can raise the dead. He can do anything. He can cause four lepers. And I'm going to tell you, I felt leprous. Not even all that long ago, like earlier today. I don't mean leprous like I'm diseased and, and I'm defiled. I mean leprous like there's not one thing I can do in the natural to solve that. Oops, what was that? Something fell off. Not long ago, I was running down the hallway. Something was chasing me. I turned around. It was my backside. I've gained so much weight. <laughs> okay, that just, just put that over there. I'm, I'm a little tired. I'm sorry. Put that over there. I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> Minister Becky told me to say that. <laughs> I've, have you ever felt like you're gagged? blindfolded, handcuffed, and sitting there by some locked door that needs to open, and you're like, well, what are we going to do now? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Do you know that is a place of tremendous breakthrough if you let your heart break and you just throw yourself at the mercy of God and begin to call out, God will come with fire and burn off the ropes that have got you bound. He'll loose your tongue and you'll begin to move into a place of breakthrough. You cannot stay in a place of leprous hopelessness. Some of you are like, yeah, it's the same thing that happened last year. You know, I don't know, it's what happened to my family. <laughs> You're not a victim for God's sake. He rose again from the grave. He's given you power, power. He's given you his word. He's given you the same spirit. Am I irritating you yet? I hope so. Why sit there till you die? Haven't you lost enough parts already? You lost enough. And don't be like this guy. Well, the Lord, he can do it for other people, but he never does it for me because your attitude is horrible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, sing with me, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and worship him. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
I'm just taking a break. Sometimes I feel like Moses pleading with you to tell you that God is really good. And I know many of you know. But some of you, you you've just got to do something different. And if you will purpose in your heart to go after God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, you will never, ever be disappointed. But if you have a heart that's divided and you think you can go clubbing on Saturday night and churching on Sunday morning and expect that you're going to have breakthrough, you'll not. You'll have some confused life that doesn't have power. And then you'll begin to wonder, where's God? You begin to wonder, well, this Christianity thing. Gonna, like, that, like that man who said to me, what's that? I said, it's the Bible. He says, yeah, I read that. Really? Yeah, I read that once. It's a good book. It is the definition of the good book. And it's something that you can't just read once. It's multifaceted and wisdom and living and breathing. Your Harlequin romance novel is not living and breathing. The Word of God. How many of you know what Harlequin romance novel is? Raise your hand. The Word of God is alive. And if you'll have the word, if you'll let the word be precious to you, if you'll cultivate a heart that's precious for God, speak to me. Oh, God, speak to me. Many times in these weeks now, as we are facing so many obstacles at the closing of our facility, at the, at the opening of our facility, pardon me, uh, I find myself going to sleep, whether it be a nap, or going to bed. I, I take 20-minute power naps, and so does every powerful executive across America. Anybody, you, you'll look at surveys, like naps for weaklings. Whatever, you can do whatever you want. I nap, God talks to me, I get breakthrough. So whatever, however you're having breakthrough, go ahead and get it. I take a 20-minute nap, 30-minute nap. God speaks to me. I have dreams. I have visions. At night when I go to sleep, I'm like, okay, I totally feel like I have no idea what to do. Oh, God, help me, God. Help. And I'll pray in tongues or I'll listen to the word. And soon Pastor Karen is, is purring away. And, and, then, <laughs> and then I fade off and I begin to have a series of dreams. And, and those dreams are answers. And I'll wake up and God's in my room. I'm like, Lord, he's like, it's me, son. And then I'll go back to sleep and it'll show me the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So it doesn't work like that for me. Well, maybe you're not desperate. Maybe you're not desperate enough. Maybe, maybe you're really smart and you try to have it all figured out. We're all leprous to some degree. <laughs> you're not smart enough to fulfill the plan of God for your life. You're not. All you have to do is trust him, lean on him, not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your... You're, he will make your path straight. All right, for those note takers out there, number one, the word of the Lord must be precious and the word of the Lord comes in many different ways. God speaks through circumstances. He's talking to Pastor Gill, a texting. He was on his way here and he lost his peace driving his truck on the way here. The roads are not so good. We're, I'm not gonna preach long to you. I guess it's snowing, dumping, and it's nasty out there. You'd be safe on the way home, especially down at this entrance, please, okay? So he said, Pastor, I'm, I, I lost my peace. I feel like I did just need to turn back. I said, praise God. You know, y'all ought to be led by the Spirit that way. 
over and over and over. Circumstances. God can speak to you through circumstances. Constantly having closed doors. You pray, you fast, you tithe, you give, and the door keeps closing. It could be God saying, stop. Go another direction. Circumstances. God speaks through circumstances. Your circumstances can be the word of the Lord to you. They could also not be the word of the Lord. So you have to pray. You've got to be led by the Spirit. Wisdom in a multitude of counsel. I have many, many counselors that I lean on and talk to. And actually, I have, I have categories. Does anybody know what I mean by that? I know some people that are just incredible entrepreneurs, financial geniuses. And some people, that are, they're, they're relational geniuses, but they're not so much financial geniuses. So when I need a relational wisdom, I don't go to a financial genius. I go to the Word, and I go to the Lord, and then I, and then I check it. You know, we make decisions around here uh, through prayer and through fasting, and we have these core meetings, are called. And when I talk with Dr. Morocco and Pastor Josh and the different ones who are on that core, and then beyond that, can bring to bear 500 years of ministry experience. So the Word of God always works, and then you, you, you can talk with people that have experience relationally or financially. Even wisdom about how to overcome sickness or infirmity. I, 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 I humorously call Susan Sister Healer. I think I've called others that too. Sometimes I use nicknames when I can't remember your name, but, but, but your name's Susan, so I've got that tonight. I don't know all the details, but there was a time when you went through some tremendous sickness. And I'm going to tell you something. When you pray... You have authority that has been birthed out of the furnace of affliction where God came and he healed you. That kind of anointing, that kind of authority is different than somebody who's just never really been through that. And I, I don't desire to go through that. I don't think, I, come on, we're, we believe in divine healing. We believe in divine health. But sometimes sickness comes as a result of whatever. Fallenness of the world or maybe our own genetics that just needs to be corrected. It's hard to say. God doesn't give you cancer. Let me go over here and say that. God doesn't give you cancer. God doesn't give you disease. But as we go through things, you might end up needing a miracle. So she has tremendous authority in the releasing of God's healing power. How? It was birthed in the furnace of affliction, being healed herself. So many times you go through things and, and you'll, you'll grow in authority. And so when you need counsel, I'm talking about the word of the Lord being precious and it's not just black and white or red from your Bible. Circumstances. Counsel. Counsel. You, you, you meet, I've had people tell me, oh, I'm going to start a business. Have you ever done that before? No, but it's going to be awesome. Really? Just hold on a second. <laughs> Pump your brakes. Let's, let's, let's help you make a business plan. Let, let's, I've seen more, more faith-filled people not do their diligence, due diligence, not get educated, not learn about finances and taxes. Listen, if you don't do your taxes right, they're like the devil. They're coming for you, man. You go, oh, I'm going to get away. No, you're not. You ain't going to get away. The tax man cometh. You got to do your taxes right. I've had people that had a tremendous business, didn't do their taxes right, lost everything. Lost her house, lost everything. Is that God's plan and will? No, it is not. You point the finger at the government all you want to. There's rules. You live in America, you got to follow some of those rules and make sure you vote so we can change some of them. Come on, kids, say amen. 
talking about the word of the Lord being precious. So yes, it is God's word from scripture, but God can speak to you through circumstances. God can speak to you through counsel, and I, I don't counsel with people that don't have victory. I'm trying. I counsel with people that have years of victory, years of overcoming. I don't counsel with somebody who, no, no, God can use anybody. I'm the kid, the Lord has used my children when they were very young, giving me a word from the Lord. And God, can, God can use a prophet. My son's prophesied to me over and over. I got to be careful when he speaks, honestly. We're at, at our house, we're praying, we're talking, whatever. And he says, you know, I was thinking, Dad, I perk up a little bit because he's been so accurate just talking in conversation about things that I have to pay attention when he's talking. Years ago, when God called us to Alaska, we were praying about whether it was really the Lord and how we're going to do that. We were in revival in Kauai. And I would put my son to sleep. I don't know, what is he, Three? I put him to sleep and we played this little game. I've told it before. I put my head on his chest and I'd listen to his heartbeat and he'd say, what do you hear? I said, ooh, wild horses. He's like, oh yeah. And then he would put his ear on my chest and he'd go, huh. And I'd go, what do you hear? And usually he'd say, wild horses. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Ah. So we would do that frequently. And this one night I listened to him Listen to his heart. And he says, what do you hear? I said, wild horses. He's like, yeah. I said, I want to listen to your heart. I'm like, okay. So he does the same thing, listens, and he gets up and he goes, huh, I'm going to listen to your other heart. I'm like, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah. And he listens over here. And he gets up. He says, you have two hearts. I'm like, I do? He says, yes. This one's Kauai. This one's Alaska. I was like, shut up. They didn't know anything. They knew nothing. So that's the, that's the word of the Lord being woven. Some of you, some of you are not sensitive to it. You miss it. We're like, what can a three-year-old say to you? A lot. Out of the mouths of babes, he's ordained his praise. Circumstances. The word of the Lord, you can have a prophet prophesy to you. We have people that are trained to hear God's word, but you still need to weigh it. You still need to judge it. Don't you get a word from one of our trained people and then change your whole life based on that. You make lifetime decisions and changes. You, you, you get a prophetic word, sure. Pray. It ought to confirm, encourage, and strengthen what you and your faith and what God's already spoken to you. It'll never violate God's word. Well, I'm talking about how to, how to get to a place of breakthrough when you're facing famine. You need a word from the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Say, Lord, speak to me. That ought to be our cry every single day. Oh, God, speak to me. I remember, oh, it was probably five years ago now, I had an idea about something, and I said, I felt like God spoke to me. I was talking to Pastor Kirsten. Pastor Kirsten, I deeply appreciate you and your friendship and your leadership here. You're a great man. And you had a great family. Yeah, Amen. And so I, I said, I feel like God spoke to me. I bounced it off me. He said, I believe it. I pray for you every day that God would speak to you. <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah. 
Pray every day that God gives you a word. Talking about how to get out of famine, how to get out of circumstances that are adversarial, how to move out of your place of leprosy, bound, gagged, muzzled, and your parts falling off to a place of abundance and breakthrough and victory. You gotta get a word from the Lord. Don't, don't be like the person that says, well, the Lord didn't do it for Aunt, Aunt Jerry. It's gotta be precious. God desires to speak to you. And by the way, when you get a prophetic word, you are responsible for that. They're responsible also. But in the, I've had people give me a false word. Or maybe, well, I don't know if it was false. Some of those things, I just were like, well, I don't understand that. Doesn't fit right now. Lord, show me. It's like, yeah, just file it. File it. Other times you need to flush things. <laughs> Come on, just go like this. Flush. I've had words given to me that I didn't understand, and then five years later, it makes perfect sense. Prophetic word, the word, the, literally the word from Scripture speaking to you, the rhema word. It's one, one wave in the middle of a sea is a rhema word. One note in a whole symphony is a rhema word. By this time tomorrow is a word from the Lord. What do you mean? I'm telling you. For you. For me, for us, by this time tomorrow, everything can be changed. Joseph, and one day, that night, he went to sleep. The next day, he got called. He used his gifts. God made him second in command. One day, from the dungeon to second in command of the strongest nation in the world. Well, God can't do that for me. You're right on every account, whatever you say. Come on. <laughs> he creates the fruit of your lips. Line your mouth up. I had a dream just recently that brought us tremendous victory. Just over the past couple days, one of the things that happened in my dream is the Lord rebuked me. It wasn't so much me. It was, it was to bring correction really to others. Sometimes you go through things that people want to blame, point the finger. Do you know, come on, just look at your neighbor all around you. Go ahead, look at, look at him. Do you know that the, every single person here, the Bible says that your angel sees the face of God every day. And you talk stink about people. You say, well, they're just antichrist. Yeah. How about you just change your speech and start speaking blessing over them? Start speaking life over them. Abraham Lincoln was not a believer and he became the great emancipator. He was not a believer when he came to Washington. He was not the great Abraham Lincoln. Do you know that? But the a pastor of the New York Presbyterian Church in Washington, D.C., spent time with him, led him to Christ, and he became a God-fearing man that became the great emancipator. God can take, look, he changed you, you ugly thing. He changed you. <laughs> Talking about the word of the Lord being precious, I'm almost done. Keys, please. Just keys. It's got to be precious to you. I think that's the first start. You cry out for God to speak to you every single day. Get in the Word every day. And it's not like you're getting in the Word to try to earn something. It, you, you fall in love with God and then getting in the Word is a natural thing. I don't read the words because I just want Him to love me more and I want to have more favors. So I want to read the Word. I read the Word because it's Him speaking to me. You got to change your lens, your focus on that. Get in the Word every day. And let God speak to you out of the Word. Pray. Establish a prayer time where God can speak to you. 
Be there tomorrow. If you've never been a part of our, our times of morning prayer, why don't you start now? I can. I'm driving to Anchorage at 530. All right, get on, you know, get on YouTube or Facebook and listen to it. Tomorrow it'll just be audible. In other words, just be auditory. It's not going to have a video picture tomorrow, I don't think. Pretty sure. Hopefully you'll be able to stream it, but it's more important. We put our feet on that soil and do some cleaning as well. Amen. The word, circumstance, prophets, counsel. Who do you talk to when you need counsel? Some of you, some of you are yoked with people that don't give you godly counsel. Are you, you head up to the, you go to the job, or you go up to the slope, or there you are, and you talk with Bubba. He's on his fourth marriage. He's going to give you advice. Why would you get advice from somebody? Look, look I, I understand things happen. I know great men and women of God who are on their fourth marriages, okay? I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying for somebody who has a lifestyle of defeat and rebellion, why would you get counsel from somebody who has a lifestyle of rebellion? And some of you do it all the time. What do you think? Who cares what they think? Do the word. Get counsel from somebody who walks in fire and victory. Why sit here till we die? All right. You guys are right. I'm kind of intense tonight. I'm a little jet lagged and quite a day. I hope this is helping you. Look at verse three. Now there were four leprous men. This is second Kings seven and verse three. Why sit here till we die? And here they say in verse four, if we, if we say we'll enter the city, famine is in the city and we'll die there. And if we sit here, we'll also die. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. And if they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. Because <laughs> in other words, they're going to die anyway. So they, some of you just need to change, do something different than what you're doing and get that different from the Lord. The prophetic word, I think, caused them to begin, God's power started working on their brains. They started thinking different. So they rose at twilight and they came to the camp of the Syrians, verse five, and when they'd come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, there was no one there. Huh, you know, you might find if you'll just move forward, it's not as bad as you thought. You might find if you put your hand in the plow, well, this ain't, this ain't so bad. You might find if you put your foot in it, it starts to part instead of sweeps you down river and you die. Come on, somebody say, put your foot in it. Take some steps of faith. The Lord calls the army, the Syrians, verse 6, to hear the noise of chariots. How does that happen? Lepers, four of them. Noise of horses and the noise of a great army. They said one to another, look, the king of Israel is hired against us, the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. They began to think insanely because somebody began to move in faith. If you'll move in faith, it shatters demon power. You know what happened when we ran into an obstacle just before I left for Israel? I called uh, Minister David, uh, Pastor, um, Pastor Eagle River, Thanks. He's online right now. Pastor Gil and Rosie had gone off to Brazil. We had been looking at a, at a, at a place that we we're going to be able to use for morning prayer. We ran into some stoppage here in our job and like, I just thought, oh no. Oh no. 
You're not only not stomping us, I'm gonna lead people to Jesus and we're just gonna open another extension like right now. I'm opening a prayer center in Anchorage. You can mess with the wrong people. I'll open another one and another one and another one according to the word of the Lord. We're, we are aggressive, offensive Christianity. Would never shrink back into destruction. Gonna press on and press through. And it's amazing what happens. I, I, I wanna write a book called Offensive Christianity. Because that defensive, pansified Christianity, we would just hide, hope that the Lord saves us. I'm not the type. He just wired me differently. And we need to walk in humility. And Lord, help me. We need to be gracious. Oh, God, come on. Some of you, you need to pray this prayer. Lord, help me be more gracious. Well, some of you need to pray that you, pray that you like stand up. Pray that you get a backbone. Get rid of that jellyfish Christianity where you just sort of get pushed over here, I guess. Well, the Lord knows his will just be done. Don't be making a meme of me. Where are you? I know you guys. I know you're going to make crazy people. I start doing crazy stuff and they make memes. God bless you. Heather. Just, don't just go with the flow. Go with the word of the Lord. What does God say? And you always get to have people that are, that are, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Well, who do you think you are? Spirit-filled, on fire, love Jesus, I'm forgiven, trying to serve God. I consider my life worth nothing. Who are you? None of your business. Okay, well, whatever. That's not a popularity contest. You'll always have people like, that can't happen. Look, go look, I drive by our building and I go look at the building that you can't build. How many people said it? That's too big, you can't build it. I had somebody say that to me then. Project's doomed. I'm like, yeah, you might be, but, but you don't have to be, amen. Come on, think different. Why sit here? We did it. Will you change your lives? Would you just get on fire? Would you get a fresh baptism? Don't bellyache. Don't point the finger. Okay. Okay, you were bottle fed. Get healed. Well, I heard it. If you're not breastfed, then you have more sickness. Get, stop. I just, when I was born, I didn't. I know because my brother, he was, you know, and I, I'm different and that's why. Stop making excuses and get a word from the Lord and trust him. Change your world. Change your circumstances. Change your family. Change the way you think. Come on, why sit here? You do not have to stay broken all your life. It is not God's will for you to be cursed. It's not God's will for you to be ongoing accidents and injuries and a con like a like a like a reel from from the, the days of our lives of the days of the idiots. <laughs> Live differently. Change your world. Do something different. Get a word from the Lord. Lift your hands to heaven. I'm done. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.